Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, February 2nd. Thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. We are happy to have you guys along with us. Um, if you have a question for tonight's show or a comment that you would like to share, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Nine nine. Again, welcome to the show. I'm going to turn it over to Denise so she can greet us as well. Good evening, everyone. And again, as Denise said, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We know tonight is Super Bowl Sunday, so uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in if you're tuning in. And if you're not, you're catching us on the replay. We thank you guys for uh, catching us on the replay when you do. Um, just had some quick, um, some quick beauty news. Um, hold on, let me. For some reason, I just turned away from my beauty news. Let me get it back up here. But um, there were some people concerned that there wasn't going to be a um, an IMAX New York. Um, there is going to be an IMAX New York, but it won't be this spring. Um, I think IMAX New York is coming back in the fall in September. Um, I think there's a typo on the website as far as the date is concerned. Um, it has September, unless it's just, unless they're just uh, kind of keeping it open for any particular day in the month of September. But right now they have September 1 through 30th. Um, so I don't know if that's a typo or maybe they're just keeping it open for the whole month um, and not sure exactly which date um, it's going to be. Maybe they're working on a venue um, selection or something like that. So stay tuned for IMATS New York, the date on that. Um, Vancouver is now during the springtime, so they switched the shows New York and Vancouver. Vancouver will take place April 4th through 5th. And then London uh, is pretty much sticking with its same uh, same uh, time of the year. So London will be May 16th through 17th of this year. Again, Vancouver IMATS is April 4th through 5th. London IMATS is May 16th through 17th. New York IMATS is sometime in September. Let's say that. <laughs> All right. All right. I didn't hear you say anything about Toronto. 
Uh, well, last year Toronto's uh, IMAX was September 28th through 29th, so there's not a new date for uh, for Toronto just yet. And of course, Atlanta uh, was back in November, so there's not a new date um, for that as well. So I'm assuming, um, you know, once we get through Vancouver, maybe um, and maybe move on towards London, they'll have dates for uh, uh, for Toronto and, and Atlanta. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Sounds good. All right. Um, Tonight we are speaking with plastic surgery coach Michelle Emick, and um, she'll be joining us to talk about her career as a plastic surgery coach, as well as her new book, Blue Collar Beauty. Um, So we're going to uh, jump straight to a commercial break from one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. And again, um, if you have comments or questions for tonight's show, please give us a quick call at 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. All right. I'm not sure if this is our guest on the line here or not, but we will see. Michelle? Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Glad Thanks to have you on with us tonight. I know it's been we Super Bowl been... night, so yeah. I did watch yeah. the <laughs> halftime show. I did see J-Lo and Shakira. I was like, okay, let me put down the, you know, the chicken dip. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> how, how was the chicken dip? <laughs> it was, it, well, it was good until I saw them. I was like, I need to stop eating this right now. <laughs> oh, too funny. Now, the last time I saw the score was 10-10. What was it when you... Stop watching. That's it's ten. Yeah, that was about the last 10, time 20. I saw it. It's oh, ten twenty now. Is yeah. it? Yeah. San Francisco. I, I, yeah, San Francisco. San Francisco has twenty. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, I can relax a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, again, again, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're excited to have you on. Um, we're excited to get the copy of your book. And I want to just jump right in. Tell us a little, introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about your background and, um, you know, how you got started as a plastic surgery coach. Just kind of bring us up to speed as to where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Um, So I've been in the field of aesthetics now, um, plastic surgery specifically for 15 years. Um, I started my career, interesting, I started it in the weight loss industry. I'd worked for a national chain um, and I'd worked for them as kind of worked my way up the ranks and was more of like a sales trainer. And um, back in 2004, 2005, um, a position, I saw a position posted and it was for a plastic surgery consultant. And I thought, hmm, well, that's interesting. Um, I come from a small town in upstate New York, not many people you know, got plastic surgery, especially back then it wasn't as it is now where kind of everybody talks about it. So um, it right. said if you had weight loss experience or you, you know, worked at a health club or anything like that. And I, and it said, you know, make up to six figures. And I'm thinking, Oh, I got to jump on this. <laughs> so I applied <laughs> and 
you know, I took my experience and it was really interesting because I, the minute I started, I just, I did so well right away. And so what I found was that I took my years of experience in weight loss um, because it was a very, you know, you have to be very empathetic to people. They're struggling with their weight and you have to really have great listening skills and kind of understand what their needs and goals are and, and help them along the way and coach them and kind of keep them in that positive state. And so I took those and I just used them into um, this new job I had had in my 20s as a plastic surgery consultant. Didn't know anything about plastic mm -hmm. surgery, um, but I immersed myself in it and I learned and I studied and I trained under the doctors and I worked my way up, you know, through the ranks of the company and to the point where I had at one point over, you know, 200 sales consultants working underneath me, um, worked with hundreds of different doctors. I opened locations all across the United States. And um, that's kind of where I got my training ground. And from there, I, so it was one company I was with. It was a national company. Um, it was the largest plastic surgery company in the, in the country. Um, and I was there for almost six years. And when I left there, I was able to kind of use that experience and help uh, build other plastic surgery practices. I worked with some private practice. I worked with some other uh, medical kind of retail chains, they call it. But, um, you know, I stayed inside that industry and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with helping people and kind of keeping them really focused and positive and um, really utilizing the other side of plastic surgery. I think one of the reasons like why I wrote the book is because people have this certain image of plastic surgery and that wasn't at all my experience. The people I met with were just like everyday people that, you know, raised their children and worked every day and kind of saved up their money and, you know, had this something on their mind that they've wanted to have for a long time. Um, and I loved being able to help them and help them with the trans transformation from the time they walked in mm -hmm. where they're nervous and scared all the way through, you know, the day of their procedure and after and kind of keeping them in a positive state and then getting to that point where they see themselves for the first time and really see their confidence go up and feel good about themselves. So I just, I loved everything about it. And so for me, I wanted to um, open my own business where I was able to coach these people um, even prior to them coming in. Because a lot of times what I, what I have seen in the thousands of people that I've met with over the years is a lot of people are just not educated. And so they come to me at a point where they'd say, you know what, I've already spent thousands of dollars on something and I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get the result that I mm -hmm. thought. And so we wanted to, you know, my partners and I, we said, you know what, let's, Let's coach these patients, these people, these consumers, so that they know before they go, so that they have the facts, that they know, you know, what's their budget? What are they looking for? What kind of, you know, know what doctor that they're getting in front of. Have all that information so that they come prepared. And then once they make the decision, we'll hold their hand through the process. We love to coach them because right. it's, it's very emotional to have plastic surgery. You know, people come out and they're like, oh, I want to look like this. And then after they have it done, they're like, why did I do this? You know, they start second guessing themselves. So mm -hmm. we wanted to coach them through the whole process. And so, yeah, I just took all my years of experience and started my own company, my coach MD. And that's exactly what we do. We just, we educate and support the consumer through their, through the entire aesthetic journey. And, um, I, I very rewarding. We love being able to help people. And, um, I think, like I said, the most important thing to me is that they, they have that information and they know before they go, I don't want anyone to, you know, spend their hard earned money and, and have this get, not get what they want. And it, it's just like any industry. I don't care what it is, beauty industry, you know, whether it's makeup or, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't, if you don't get the right thing, you know, you just, it, that, that's we want to avoid that. We want to make sure that the, they have a great experience. Right. Describe to me the the session that you have with someone. You know what what are you saying? What are you saying to them? And I mean, I know everyone every one of your clients you know are different, but just describe the basic um, the basic type of person that you that you see on a regular basis. And the and describe oh what goodness. this session is like. Yeah, that's a, no, that's a good question. We, I would say, I mean, we definitely see all different types of people, but I would say just in general, typically, um, I'm speaking to women um, over the age of 40 um, that have that are maybe new to plastic surgery. They may have had, um, maybe they've gone in for Botox once before, or maybe there's somebody that goes to an esthetician and they've had a few facials, but they really don't know what to do. They're seeing themselves in the mirror. 
they're seeing the signs of aging and they, they're going, okay, what do I need? Do I need a facelift? Do I need, you know, they just don't know. And so mm-hmm. when they come to us, we're having, it all starts with a conversation and we want to find out exactly what their needs and goals are. So I like to ask them, you know, every question from, you know, um, what they do for a living. So I can get an idea of how much downtime they have, what their budget is, because it's important to know, are they, are they someone that wants to, you know, just pay for the procedure or do they need, do they need to finance it? Do they need to have a monthly payment? Um, you know, are they looking for something minimally invasive or do they want something more long lasting? Um, mm-hmm. uh, what type of support system they have? That's, uh, that's a big one to know, you know, is there somebody gonna, that's going to be there with them through the process? So um, there's just, you know, time frame. Um, a lot of people have special events coming up. So once I get the whole picture of what, you know, what we're looking at and what they're looking for, then I can then guide them to kind of where, what direction is best for them. But I would say typically women over the age of 40 is, is most common of the people we, that we speak to. And we do that gotcha. all through a virtual platform. It's all a HIPAA, you know, HIPAA compliant virtual platform. So I see, I see the consumer face to face. We set them up with a call and um, we're able to talk, which is great right on camera. Oh, nice. nice. And, and so I, I heard you earlier saying, you know, talking about being a good listener, you know, it's like when I, when I started reading the book and just, you know, reading your interactions with the clients, I mean, I can tell you're a good listener because, you know, there was that one lady that would come back to you just because she's, you know, it's not that she needed Mm -hmm. anything. She just, you know, wanted your company pretty much. Um, So I thought, you know, I thought in that respect, it was, it was great that, that you could be there for her and that you could just, you know, um, that she knew she had a place that she could kind of, you know, come back to if she, if she needed to, even if it wasn't uh, for a procedure, but just to, you know, just to have somebody to talk to. And I loved, um, I believe it was around chapter six, your your Oprah aha moment. Um, mm-hmm. When I, th- I believe the, the client was like 67, I think she was a 67 yeah. year old woman. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I was I, I was blown away that she had been married for so long, and then so, absolutely, you know, okay, absolutely. I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like for me, in all the years I've done this, that was the most powerful thing that had ever happened to me. So here I am, you know, I'm still in my 20s, and I'm you know I'm just going along the process. I'm I'm scheduling people for surgeries, and and at the time it was facial plastic surgery, so it's you know, for the most part, facelifts and eye procedures and things like that. But this particular woman um, had shared with me, you know, came in and shared with me that she had raised her children and had, you know, went to college and had a job. But at the time, her husband and I, husband and um, herself, they decided that she would stay home and raise the kids. Now the kids are grown, they've gone and left, and her husband um, up and left too. And so he kind of blindsided her and, you know, left a note, cleared out the closets. Now, let me just say before I go on with the story, and this is something I've talked about this a few pe- times. I didn't talk about it in the book, but I can tell you right now, I heard this story. Now I traveled all over the country. I did over 10,000 consultations. I heard this same story all the time. If I didn't hear it at least once a week, my husband left me for a younger woman. Now, when you're in your 20s and you're hearing this, you know, I'm like, oh, my Lord, have mercy. Like, I didn't realize (laughs) how often this story was happening. And so for me, my biggest, I mean, I always say, I'm like, I learned so much from these women. I got so much more out of that job than, than I could ever give to anybody else. Because what I learned from that was take care of yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself. You know yes. what? You can be the best mom. You can be the best employee. You can be the best wife. But if you don't put yourself as a priority, I'm telling you what, you're going to regret it some down later. And I'm not saying everybody's husband's going to leave them. I'm just telling you, when you hear this story every day, you know, every week, you start right. to look back and go, right. okay. Cause it, and it broke my heart because I was seeing these women. And now here they are in their 60s, and they don't even recognize themselves. They're like, where am I? Who right. am I? And so this particular right. woman – you know, she was a very attractive woman, just kind of, you know, she wasn't, she didn't have nothing going on. You know what I mean? She was kind of like, just looking yeah. a little flat. And and I was like, and I, I was like, <laughs> I gotta give her a little mojo. Like, you kind of, you too cute. You got to get up. We got to get you looking good and feeling good. 
So when we, when I put her in the mirror and kind of told her what we we're going to get. And then at the point where she was all ready to go, she looked at me and said, I don't know. If, I don't know. If I can, I don't know if I can do this. I said, what do you mean? She said, I don't know if it's worth it. And then that's when I looked her in the eyes and I said, I'm just going to say this to you because we've spent the last hour together and you've shared your personal story. So I, I feel I have the right to say this to you. And I said, you don't know if the procedure's worth it or you don't know if you're worth it. And she just froze and looked at me and was like, you know, let's do it. And I know it was probably, excuse my words, it was probably a ballsy thing to say to someone. And here I am in my 20s saying it. But I knew she needed it because I was looking at her like, mm-hmm. hey, your man just left you. Your kids are gone. You know, you're over here telling me. I'm like, no. But long, the whole story of it was she came in, you know, or she, she months later, um, I received a letter from her. And it had said to me, you know, her, she had a picture. I mean, she just looked amazing. And she, she was dating again. And she had a job, all these things that like had changed her life. And she was so happy. And she put in the, and she wrote, words can never express to you what it meant to me that you pushed me out of my comfort zone and you changed my, you helped me change my life. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I just, at that moment, I was like, I have the power to help make a difference in somebody's life and the quality of their life. And if I don't use that for, you know, every, every bit of good that I can and I just, I feel for these, I feel for the women. I have a very, you know, I have this connection with them and I want to empower people to be like, you know what, if you want it, go get it, whatever it is, you know, don't, you don't have to put yourself on the back burner. And it just, it changed me. And I, and as I moved up the ranks and I became, you know, uh, you know, uh, in leadership positions, I always wanted the people that I coached, um, you know, the salespeople and said, remember the why and really get to know people, find their story. And if it's right for them, then empower them to make a positive change. You know, it's not sales. If you serve people, then the money comes, you know, the things will follow. You just don't focus on the wrong things. That's the one thing about sales. People are so like, you know, it's like a dirty word. And I talk about that in the book. I'm like, I'm not afraid to say it. Like if you come to me and I have a service and I can help you. Yeah, of course I'm going to sell you. Why wouldn't I, if if I can help you, I mean, if I can't help you, that's another thing. Then I'll be like, okay. And and then it's no different why I do that in my job. Like now if, if, if I want to point people in the right direction because there are places that you can go into and they'll sell you on their service because that's all the only service they have to sell, right? I want to make sure people are getting their money's worth and getting the right things. But that woman changed, she changed my life in big ways. I wish I still, you know, knew where she was, but it was, um, it was a powerful thing to hear that here I am in my twenties and I was able to inspire her and empower her. It, it was uh, definitely a life changing um, thing for me. That's awesome. Can you That's um, awesome. can you can you talk a little bit about based on the conversations that you've had with with people who want plastic surgery, the consultations that you've had, your experiences? Can you talk a little bit about the connection between looking good and how it relates to feeling good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. It's interesting because I've seen so many different types of people and, you know, I always, I always emphasis to say like, listen, plastic surgery isn't going to fix, it's not a fix of everything. You know, a lot of people I've met with have come in and been like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get back with my husband or, you know, they want to get liposuction, get their body back and this and that. And I, I, you know, I, I'm not a therapist. I have my undergraduate degrees in social work, but you know, you become almost a therapist. You wear a lot of hats in, in, mm-hmm. in this position, but I always want people to know, you know, you got to do this for you, but, but can it, can it um, in, improve and increase your confidence? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You just have to know, and we have these conversations as, you know, plastic surgery coaches and consultants to say, you, if you're doing this because you're trying to get somebody back or win somebody back or this and that, don't do it because you're going to be disappointed. But if you're doing it for yourself and you want to, you want to feel better and it's going to give you that you know, more confidence and you believe that then all, yes, absolutely. And it does. And I, that's the part I love. I love seeing people's confidence. You know, they come in and they're carrying themselves different. They're dressing different. They got their hair done, you know? So that's the part that's fun. I just, there's always a fine line to make sure people know that it's like, it's not a fixer of everything. It may help, but, but you know, there's some underlying, if you got some underlying stuff there, you still got to fix it. 
but it certainly will, you know, looking good makes you feel good. When you have your makeup done, when you have your hair done, we all know when you go to get your hair done and it's looking good, you feel better. It's the same thing. If, if you have, you know, if you feel like you've, you've had a baby and your skin is loose and you want to have a tummy tuck or, you know, breast dog, whatever it is, when you look in the mirror and there's something you don't like and you want to improve that and then you do, yeah, I mean, look, it, it absolutely goes hand in hand. When you look good, you feel good. You just do. We all do. <laughs> I don't know what we're right. really to that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think what I like so much about your career is that you, you, you know, your clients were everyday women. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you hear about so many celebrities that um, they get plastic surgery and you see so many women, or at least I know we do being, you know, being that we're in the makeup field and we work with, you know, actors all the time. We see so Mm -hmm. many, um, so many actors who talk about plastic surgery and they want to get plastic surgery or they want to get more, you know, more things done because, you know, whether it be, whether it's the industry that they're trying to, you know, maybe they're trying to look a certain way for the industry just to, just to compete. So they think they're competing um, in the industry, or maybe it's, you know, they look to another celebrity and, and they think this person looks great for her age and, and they want to kind of look the same way. But it's it's interesting that I, I don't think I um, really heard you say anything about um, these women wanting to look a certain way because of a certain celebrity looking a certain way. It's mainly because they wanted to feel good about themselves. Um, and I've always, when it came to plastic surgery, I've always you know, looked at it like, well, why do people want to have plastic surgery? Well, why do, you know, why do they feel like, you know, they, that, you know, they need plastic surgery to look good, you know, but then it's like the older Mm -hmm. you get, then you realize, you know, that certain things happen to certain women and, you know, I I don't have children. So I, you know, there are women who, who, you know, who've had kids and they can't get those bodies back and, you know, and maybe just getting that body back will will give that woman that confidence. So I, I kind of look at it in a different way now. But how do sure. you feel? Do you think, are you, is it alarming to you um, when you see or hear about so many young women, like your 23-year-olds who are getting plastic surgery? Is that alarming to you or does that not affect you in any way? No, this, I'm glad you brought all this up because I could talk about this all day long. <laughs> you know, it's a plastic <laughs> surgery in general is a controversial topic. So, like, even when I put the book out, I know there's a lot of people that are like, mm, yeah, you know, I'm not a big fan of plastic surgery. I'm like, no, read the book. I have a different take on it because I don't see those people. See, the people I saw, and you mentioned it, like the everyday people, the people I saw aren't the people that are looking for perfection. They're looking for just better. Like I said, they had breastfeed their, they, you know, maybe they breastfed their baby for, you know, two years, and now they, they're, you know, breasts are deflated. And I, didn't, I don't see, and that's just me, I don't see the people that have had multiple procedures and are constantly striving for what, you know, society has put out there. It's very upsetting to me, this industry in general. And it's one of the reasons why I want to write the book and get on podcasts and talk about this because it's no different than the clothing industry when they shove the size zero models in our faces. And it's the same thing right. here. It's like, we don't look like that. None of us have, you know, right. washboard abs. Okay. Maybe a few in Hollywood I and mean, not my friends, but like we don't right. have abs and we don't have perfect, like that's not what we look like. And so the women and men I meet with and majority of women, but you know, they're just wanting to like improve what they have. And when I see girls in their twenties and, you know, I want to continue to talk to girls about building self-esteem you know, as much as we can at a younger age, because what they're seeing is not real. This is Photoshop. It is airbrush. It is it, none of this stuff is real. And like I saw the an ad the other day, I was so frosty about this because it was a it was a beautiful model bent over, you know, bare butt, and it it was for a non-surgical like cellulite re- reduction treatment. And I was like, nah, nobody's butt looks like that. Nobody's butt. 
like that. Not even right. the models, but looks like that. Why are you going to put that picture in there? You know, and so it's frustrating right. to me. And it's like, until we just keep calling them out, but here's what these 20 year old girls see. You know, I mean, I have a daughter, I have two nieces, one's 18. You know, I, I see her looking at the pictures and, you know, they're all, all the girls compare themselves and they're photoshopping and stuff. And it's just, it's heartbreaking to me. And so, I guess, you know, my belief is if there's something about yourself that really is bothering you and you feel like, you know, I really want to make a change, then I'm all for it because plastic surgery can be a wonderful thing. But if you start getting to a point where you're constantly trying to change the way you look and to become someone else or like, you know, people in Hollywood, there's a, there, we got to stop and say no, you know, and I hope that there's doctors and I know there's some out there and there's some that won't but that will stop and say, no, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. I, I absolutely am not, you know, I'm not a fan of these girls in their 20s doing all these things to themselves because they're beautiful the way they are. You know, if you're a 65-year-old woman and you're, you've got sagging skin, yeah, I get that you might want a facelift. Or if you've had three babies and your skin is hanging down and you've lost 100 and some pounds and you want to have the skin removed, yes, absolutely. Um, so those are the people that I that I have met with in my career, I have not seen the other side, but I will be, I'm not a fan of it. And I, I just want to break the mold of it in any way I can. I mean, I'm, I don't have big business behind me, so I'm not like, you know, it's hard to compete with the big ones out there. But I, I think that the more we spread the message of just, you know, it is about self-love and self-care. And I don't want people to feel bad about having plastic surgery because they shouldn't. Right. If you want it, then go for it. But you got to find a fine line and knowing that that's not going to fix your underlying issues. It will, it will absolutely help build your confidence, but find somewhere like a balance somewhere to say, you know what? And because you still got to like yourself inside happiness at all comes in, you know, comes within. So um, I'm with you. I mean, I'm completely with you on that. And I hope that's the message that people get from my book. I really do. Yeah. And I'm I'm so happy that you, Look, I'm sorry. I'm so happy that you mentioned better and not perfection because that's exactly what it is. You know, the, the ladies that you that you worked with, they're looking for better. And the people that I'm seeing or or have you know worked with and and you know have had a conversation with, they're looking for perfection, and it's mm-hmm. it's unrealistic. Absolutely, and it's, and it's, it's basically it's, it just. You do you do one thing and then you want to do another and then you want to do another and then you want to do another and then it begins to be a little ridiculous. It does, and you and we, you know, there's been a lot of people. I've seen people over the years that we've turned away and we've said, listen, you know what, this isn't, this probably isn't the best, you know, for you. And there are a lot of good doctors out there that will do that, but unfortunately, there's some that will, you know, take any patient that comes in, and um, that's sad to see, but it's the reality. It's, it, it's a business just like anything else and they may have md next to their name but that doesn't mean that they're all uh they're all created equal that's for sure yeah correct (laughs) have you ever come across anyone who just did not get the whole concept of um, plastic surgery is not going to to solve the underlying issue have you ever come across anyone in your um oh oh yeah Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you talk to people, because like I said, for me, my big thing is about connecting. So I want to get to know people's story. And so when the story comes out, you know, you get, you get everything. And so again, that's where people come in and tell you like, you know, just examples like my, you know, my boyfriend and I broke up and I want to do this because I know that'll get him back. And, you know, that's when you kind of have to have the conversation. And sometimes I, you know, especially if you get younger people, I feel like that mom, I'm like, listen, honey, you know, if you want to have this done, you got to remember, you got to have the reasons why you're doing this for you, because if you're doing it to get somebody back, it's not going to happen. You know, it may for a short time, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, you can't, that's the stuff that's kind of hard to hear and it does happen. I mean, I can't tell somebody they're going to do it whether they want to do it, but I just like to get real with people because, you know, that's the last thing you want to do. I'd want somebody to tell me, and that's the way I treat it. I'm like, when I'm in the room with someone or I'm doing a consultation virtually, I want to say, I want them to know that I treat them like I would my sister, my mom, my best friend. Um, And because I do have the behind the scenes experience um, and I want to be able to pass that along to them. Nice, nice. Um, why is it important to you to um, 
to make those connections. You know, I'm pretty sure some people just go in, they may have a quick consultation, and off they go, signing the papers and setting everything up. Why is it important for you to have that 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 real connection with, with people, hearing their stories. Um, why do you think that's important? Well, I mean, I, I think it's important because we're, we all want connection. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's, I, that's what I think people are looking for in general. I mean, especially if I'm looking at it from a service point of view, you know, you buy from people that you like, you trust, and you respect. So if you have those Mm -hmm. things, you have to build upon that. So I look at it like this is not only just a person in front of me, but this is either they're coming back or they're referring their friends and their family. So when they leave, whether it's me working inside of practice or or me working at my coach MD, I want them to say, hey, these are the people you want to go to. This is a good person. You can trust them. And I think it's about, you know, you want to get to know each other. There's some people, I mean, I talk about it in the book, you know, men like to buy, you know, men are real quick with their decisions. Women like to kind of get Mm -hmm. to know each other a little bit more. But I do think I need to understand what your needs and goals are to help you get to where you need to be. Now, are there people that come in and say, Hey, I want this, 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 of course there's different, you know, I talk about personality styles and um, you know, buying styles, everyone's a little different. So I'll feed off of what the person wants for me, but I'm just a talker in general. So I just like, I just like to get to know people. You know, I think people are so interesting and fascinating to me. I have met with anyone, everyone under, you could even think of it. Does I love to hear about people's jobs. Like, you know, I'll, I've seen like professional clowns and Elvis impersonators and underwater welders and, you know, Cirque du Soleil and professional jockeys. I mean, you name it. And I've met with them. And so for me, I'm just curious about them. I'm like, oh, tell me about that, you know. And so it's fun to get to know people. And, and it does provide a great experience. And we anywhere I've been always follows with a lot of referrals because people know that I'm, you know, they're like, she's a good person. Like, she's going to steer me in the right direction. And and she's going to help you. And I think positive people be, want to be around positive people. Like, I've, I'm always a big person on energy. I like to be around people that make me feel good. And so I like to give that off to others. Yeah. Yes. So, now, Michelle, when, when, you, um, when, you, when you weren't out on your own and you were working for someone, did you ever experience um, any clients that weren't happy with their, uh, with their procedures? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is that is absolutely part of the, you know, the industry and what you see. I think the big thing, you know, and this is, this is again, one of the reasons why I have my, have my coach MD is that I want to make sure that people have realistic expectations. This is a big one in plastic right. surgery is people come in. I mean, I cannot tell you how many pictures people have brought in. Like, I want to look like this whether it's a picture of them from when they were 20 or, you know, a picture of whatever, Shakira or J-Lo. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, we all want to look like that. But, you know, you're going to look like a version of you, and the doctor that you go to is going to do the best he can. That's why you have to do your research. Make sure that you feel comfortable with that doctor. And then once you do, you know, you have to go through the healing process. But if you go through a period of healing and you're not happy, Revisions are a part of plastic surgery. You have to know that anything you do, there's a risk involved. But, again, this is the difference between someone that's striving per, for perfection and somebody that's trying to look better. And those, a lot of times in plastic surgery, we try to weed out the perfection people because they're never happy. No matter what you do, they're like, oh, I see this little bump here or I see this little tiny, you know, here. It, it's, it's a doctor's nightmare to be honest. It's a doctor's nightmare. And so part of being a consultant and a coach is that we try to, we try to head that off, you know? And so, you know, of course they sign consent and things like that, but you would not believe the people that are, (laughs) that are like, you know, I'm, this is what I wanted to look like. And you, you know, and so that, you know, you do the best you can to try to make people happy, but I don't care what industry it is. People are always going to, you know, there's always going to be that group of people that are complaining or unhappy, but you just try to, you try to minimize it as much as possible by setting a proper expectation and, and really finding out the patient in front of you to make sure that they're not that person. Cause you know, there's a lot of doctors who will turn people away when they start saying that. I mean, yeah. I've had people come in right off the bat and they're like, I've got a lawsuit with this doctor and that doctor, you know, you kind of red flags go off. You're like, okay, this <laughs> you know, so um, that's part of the vetting process. That's part, we need to know what we, before we get the person in front of the doctor, we kind of need to know, 
you know, what's, what's going on. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really yeah. most important is about realistic expectations and setting that expectation right up front from the get go so that people do not come in. But, um, yeah, so, you know, absolutely. We see them a lot of, you know, you don't want to see that many, but it is a reality when you work at plastic surgery. Right. What was, what was the most sought after procedure, um, that you came you know, that clients asked for? Um, well, probably on my end, liposuction. Um, okay. And the liposuction, you know, breast augmentation is the, still the number one um, procedure, but yeah. liposuction is uh, is what I've seen the most of, um, which is an interesting procedure because, you know, I've seen people of all shapes and sizes. Um, a lot of people with very high BMIs um, that are not even in, like, a healthy weight range. So, Mm-hmm. Those patients, it's not, there's a lot of, some doctors won't do patients if they're overweight or obese and other doctors will. The big thing I always tell people with that is, you know, know that, you you know, you'll see some change, but if you're not going to, again, you're not going to go from, you know, a size 16 to a size four, you know, we can only snatch your right. so much. So right. you got to <laughs> let people know. I tell people that if you're going to do that and you're not at the size that you need to be, use it as a jump start to get, because yeah. if you don't, then you're just going to go right back to where you were. Yeah. And then you're going to be throwing exactly. your money away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so interesting. Michelle, what, what, is, what inspired you to write Blue Collar Beauty? And then the second half of the question is, what do you want people to know after reading this book? What's the, what's the mission uh, of what you're trying to do here? Um, this is a great question. I, you know, the, I wrote the book, I guess, because I wanted to share my story. You know, I think everybody has a story and I thought mine was interesting. And what I found was over the years that so many people would like to hear my stories. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put them down on paper because, you know, here I was, um, you know, I worked my way up um, the ladder and work up through corporate and kind of have it as a separate side of the book. Right. But, um, working kind of with a, how to, how to get yourself into a leadership position. And, um, but really more importantly is that I want people to know the importance of education and knowing that knowing more of the behind the scenes that goes on. But I, again, I think that, you know, whether it's the social media you know, platforms and this and that, we see a different side of plastic surgery. And so many people are, there are so many people that are afraid of it. And when you work for some of the, the like the national retail chains, you have about a 40% of the people that make an appointment actually show up. Sometimes it's even a less, less percentage than that. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to write it for the 60% that don't show the people that made an appointment that called and never showed because of fear, right? There's so much uncertainty. Like, they're scared to even walk in the office. One of the questions I would ask people is, you know, how did you feel coming in today? And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, I was scared after death. I went, I came up to the door twice and was going to turn around and leave. Like, it's a really scary thing. And, again, they keep putting images out there that, you know, so you're thinking everybody that walks in looks like a supermodel, and they're going to be judging me. Let me tell you something, and nobody's body is perfect. So these pictures, again, that we see are not real. Every, no, you look normal. Don't think there's anything that's scary. You know, people don't know. You have to take your shirt off or your clothes off, and you're exposing yourself to somebody. I mean, you don't know. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, do I look normal? So I just want people to know that it's, it's okay, you know, and you have a safe place to go, and you're not going to be judged, and, um, you know, we're there to help. So I really wanted to put that out to kind of let them know that plastic surgery is the everyday woman. It's not just the, cele- the celebrities you see on TV, because that's all they put out there. They, people have no idea right. that there's a different side right. of the industry. Um, so I wanted to share my story, because I, I mean, when you meet with over 10,000 people, you, you know, I, I don't like the word expert, but I, I have a pretty good, ba- <laughs> pretty good baseline. I would probably say I've seen more consultations than, than there's not too many people out there that probably have seen as many as me. Um, but I want, I really do. I want the takeaway um, to be that if you, if there is something that you um, don't like about yourself, something that you feel insecure, um, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You have a place that you can talk to somebody. They're not going to judge and will point you in the right direction, whatever that may be. Um, and, and so that's, that's really kind of my, my reasoning of, 
for writing the book. Um, it, it felt good to write it and put it out there. And um, I hope people, I mean, I've had good response, but I, I hope people um, walk away with a different, different perspective on plastic surgery um, and not so, you know, not so much what's put out there in the media. Nice. Now, a portion of the proceeds from your book is going to Girls with Confidence. Tell us a little bit about that organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a woman here in Tampa, who a uh, great lady who started this program, and um, they offer courses that, for um, young girls all the way up through high school. And it's just really about building that self-esteem at a young age. And they do everything from, like, talking about, you know, bullying and taking care of yourself and good manners. I mean, they kind of cover the gamut. My daughter is um, involved in it. And I just, I loved their message. I loved that they were doing that because again, when I see people coming in, you know, 18 years old plus of girls, you know, sometimes my heart breaks because I'm like, man, I, you know, we just need to instill confidence in them at a young age because it's, yes, we love beauty. We love, you know, our beauty products and we love, you know, doing things for ourselves, but it's really what's inside. It's in, the internal and mm -hmm. external can be important mm -hmm. too, but you got to have a balance. So if we can teach these girls at a young age all the things that are important and become well-rounded, that they're not, you know, that they're going to they're gonna take that with them long into life. So I love the program. That's why I wanted to, you know, donate proceeds to it to continue to help, um, you know, educate girls and uh, instill that in them as early as we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. So what's next? That's you... a good question. Um. <laughs> I, um, I, you know, what's been interesting. I built, so when I put the book out, you know, I have so many people that I've, that I've worked for me over the years. And when I reached out to people and I said, you know, Hey guys, I'm putting together, you know, I wrote this book and I want to put together a launch team. I had so many women come up to me and say, absolutely, Michelle, hands down. I'd love to be a part of it. And it, that was like touching enough to me. I was like, Oh my gosh it meant to me that I knew that I had done something right. I had coached people over the years. And I mean, if you have bosses that you still like, that's a good thing. So I had all <laughs> these women and it was so cool because they're from all over, all different backgrounds. And I brought them all together and it was great because we did the launch. We got the book to number one. And through the process, I said, you know what? I want to do a collaborative book with these women because we all have different stories. It doesn't matter. We're all subject matter experts in our field. And what can we, what can we do to educate other women on these other, you know, these other things? Why not take a little snippets of each person and kind of share a little bit of their story? So what I want to plan on doing is, um, is co-authoring a book with other women professionals and for them to share, you know, a bit of their insider um, knowledge. And so I'm, I'm planning on putting that together um, in the near future. Nice. Wonderful. Now, my last question to you, Michelle, is what is your definition of beauty? That's a great question. My definition of beauty would be, I guess, going back to that looking good and feeling good because it exudes out of you. And I love, you know, I, when I see something beautiful to me, it's when you're happy. And I kind of talk about that in the book, but it's like surrounding yourself, you know, with good people and living your life right. And, you know, just enjoying every day. And it, that is beautiful to me that exudes out of someone. I love seeing people that are living, a, living their best life. So you know, that's what I look at. That's to me is what's beautiful. Um, you know, it's, it may sound a little cliche, but that's, that's what I see is like happiness. When somebody's wearing that, you know, it right. doesn't matter anything else. I mean, you, you know, you just, who doesn't want to be around that? I know I do. Right. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. I'm not trying to be around negative people. Like I know that is ugly to me. So, so the opposite exactly. is, <laughs> happiness and I'm trying to be around those yeah. people and they're beautiful but beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and different I mean it really is it's so amazing to me. I wish more people could see what we see you know um I, I just it's it's we live in a world where everything is external and it's just in our face all the time and that's why we got to exactly. start them young to be like love yourself love yourself love yourself and mm -hmm. just you know 
Um, perfection. If you want to keep running for perfection, good luck because you're never going to find it. Because there's always going to be someone. <laughs> I tell my daughter this. It's like there's always going to be someone more prettier, skinnier, smarter, more money. It doesn't matter. If you're always chasing it, you know, come on. Slow it down. Enjoy life. Yeah. And, and you know, take advantage of every day. Yeah, absolutely. Because social media is our absolutely. biggest enemy. I know it's the right. It's like the there's so many great things to it, and there's so many awful things to it. And it's like God, I wish we could like put an age limit on it. <laughs> like you can't even go on social media. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, because these kids. I mean, it is like heartbreaking with the holding the camera out and the posing and the you know the snaps and the. I'm like, oh lord. I'm like, I tell my niece all the time. I'm like, you are gorgeous. Like, you know, but if you can't, you start when they're starting to see it at such a young age. You know, it's a lot of it, you know, as parents and everybody, we all have a responsibility, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how we, I don't know if it'll ever stop, but hopefully we can slow it down. And I know I'm trying to do my little part. I mean, I'm just one person, but if I can instill, you know, just an understanding of, um, you know, that self-love and self-care. Um, but at, at the same time, I don't want anyone, it's, it's an interesting thing because I don't want anyone to feel bad about having plastic surgery because there's nothing wrong with it. But because I work in the, I can tell you that it ain't fixing it. <laughs> Just, you got to know that. Yeah. Like, it is, it, that is, you got, if you got stuff going on, you got to, you got to deal with that stuff first, love yourself, find your center and then get whatever you want done. And you'll be, then, then that's where you'll really, you'll really feel good. Absolutely. I agree. Wow. Thank you so much, Michelle. We really appreciate it. Um, appreciate you coming on. This is great. The book, Absolutely. all the I've information. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, absolutely. Keep us posted as to what you're doing. Um, I love, um, I just love the the whole message behind the book. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a, I, I said it's my, uh, it was my love letter, you know, and uh, it's emotional to write. I don't know if you guys have done it yet, and I'm sure if you haven't, you should, because I'm sure you guys have awesome stories. It's coming. I'd love to someday. <laughs> okay, good, because it really is. You know, you share your story. That's how, again, that's how we all connect. And I know if you guys, you know, you guys read it, you get to know a little bit about me and who I am. And, and um, but, yeah, it was um, – it felt good to write it. So um, I hope you guys do, and then I'm going to read yours, and then maybe <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, that will be fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, again, let us know um, what, what you have going on, because we definitely would like to um, have you back to talk about it. Yeah, that would be great. And if anyone out there who's looking for, if they're looking for a good read, it's Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. Um, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, Barnes & Noble. You know, you can buy it online at Walmart, um, any any of the online retailers. But um, it's a great read. It's an easy read. I always say it's like a good beach read, airport read, weekend read. But um, mm-hmm. I uh, – the, the you know just keeping spreading the message. <laughs> absolutely, yes. and tell and tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at the Plastic Surgery Coach, um, and then I also have um, uh, Instagram for just the book, which is Blue Collar Beauty Book. And I love when people post their pictures. They send me pictures of themselves with a book, and I put them up there. I love that. Um, and then obviously you can, or you can of course go to, if you're interested in a consultation, if you have considered plastic surgery and you want to know what direction to go and you could use some help, my coach MD is the website. Um, it'll link there to the book as well. But um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I can tell, you know, your listeners is get the facts, know before you go, you know, you want to go in there, you want to make sure you get the right doctor, the right price, the right procedure. And we're here, we're industry, you know, experienced industry um, professionals that can help guide you, you know, don't make your decision off of what you saw on a TV show or what you saw this celebrity you think had, you know, get the facts because, you know, you you could Google stuff all day long. That doesn't mean it's true. And um, whatever it is, if you know, it doesn't matter whatever industry it is. Don't you want to talk to the person that actually knows what's up? So, 
That's why I said, let us know. Let us help you. Right. right. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've learned I've learned a lot about plastic surgery tonight, um, so I'm excited about that because um, you hear so many stories, um, so many different things. And like my sister was saying, she has a, you know, she looks at it differently now, and so do I. Um, so this was a lot of great information. You know, that that is so great to hear, and that's probably the biggest compliment that you could give me because I think that that really, again, is the reason I wrote it. I wanted, I, I wanted to put a different perspective because I get so many people are like plastic surgery. I don't believe in it. And, and I'm like, well, just get a different understanding of it. And then you may feel differently. And I think that's the thing. I'm not trying to turn anybody. I don't whether you like it or you don't, it doesn't matter to me, but I, I definitely wanted to share my side and I think it's opened people's eyes up. And that's, that's to me, if I've been able to do that, then I, then I've done, done my job. So. Nice. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And I think I think being being able to um, to hear about women um, who need it for better, as you say, it, it it that was the big reason it changed my mind. Because again, I was always hearing those people who were looking for perfection and who wanted perfection, and that turned me off. And so, yeah, and just to have see- perspective. Yeah, and then you see, like, what you see on TV or, like, social media. I mean, people are – I can't sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not mm-hmm. – I can't even look at this because I'm like, those are not the people I'm seeing. Who are these people? Right. I mean, that's probably yeah. 10%, and then that's all you see. But, again, it's the same thing in the retail industry. It's probably the same thing you guys see it in the beauty industry with makeup and stuff. I'm like, I know my mm-hmm. skin does not – I do not look like that. I do not walk around with a full contoured face. And, like, I mean, yes, there are people right. who do, but that's not what most of us look, look like. I just no, it's not. <laughs> you know, I wear chapstick. <laughs> like, I'm like, that is not – it doesn't mean I don't want to look good. So, But we're that's why people are constantly striving for that because that's all they put out there. And so right. I just want to show a different side. And it's the same thing. So – Again, clothing, beauty, all those things. Let's just show real. Like I hate to use the word real, but let's just show everyday people. Yeah. Like I'm in a yeah. I'm in a ponytail right now with no makeup on and a sweatshirt. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Real. That's that's every day, you know. Um, and that's okay. I think it's great. Let's show both sides. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Yes. Great, great combo tonight. Thank you so much again, Michelle. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Go out. Please follow me on Instagram. I'm trying to build my, I'm trying to build that following and um, I'm definitely following you ladies. And again, thank you so much. And if you, you know, ever want to chat for a part two, I'd be happy to come on. Yeah. Oh, great. We will definitely <laughs> go out and go out and follow you and spread the message uh, for sure. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. So very uh, grateful for our guest, uh, Michelle Emick, and she has a great and wonderful book, Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. Make sure you go out there and support you can check her out on Amazon. Um, she also has the bluecollarbeautybook.com. Uh, she gave her social media handle, so go out there and follow her. This is great information. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a she shares great um, stories from her experiences, and it's a it's a really good read. Um, so I'm 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 thankful for the opportunity to have brought her on. And to get a copy of the book, it's it's great. So you got to go out there and check it out. Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach. Again, it's Michelle Emick. All right. All right. Any last-minute thoughts or words? Yes. Um, again, thanks to Michelle for coming on. It was great. Um, my February read is done, so I'm, you know, happy I 
able to get through my February book already, and um, <laughs> and what a great what a great read it was. But um, just wanted to let everybody know they can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio, and then they can follow us both on our um, Instagrams, our Twitters. Um, what, what's left out there? Facebook pages. Um, by our names, um, at Janice Tunnell, at that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and at Denise Tunnell, that's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and I forgot to give you our Beauty Talk Twitter and Instagram, so on Twitter, it's beauty underscore talk, and then on Instagram, it's beauty underscore talk underscore media. All right. All right. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but thank you for your um, participation. Thank you guys who are going to listen on the playback. We appreciate you guys listening on the playback. For those of you who live other parts of the world and it's extremely late where you guys live, so you're sleeping or something close to that, we thank you guys for listening on the playback as well. We appreciate you guys following, following us, whether you're you're new to the show or whether you've been with us since the very beginning, we thank you guys and thank you guys for the opportunity to have done this for 11 years already. We are so appreciative and we don't take your support for granted. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I have no idea what's going on with the Super Bowl, but I will be checking that out. What's left of the game. Um, So thank you guys for tuning in again. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.